here. There we go. Welcome to Candid Talk with Chanel Roundtable Edition. Now I must say, we were supposed to have more people be a part of this, but you roll with what you got. So I'm here with my best friend, Rena Vina. Hello, America. <laughs> <laughs> so today's podcast is supposed to be all about how men and women think differently. As you can see, we don't have men here, <laughs> so we'll start the conversation. Hopefully, they will show up at some point, at least my husband. Um, and yes, this is my best friend I refer to, folks, who rock out with me on ComplexSimplicity.com. Yes, this is her. I'm excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm scared of don't be nervous. Well, before I get to, we have a jar of questions. Before I get to this. First things first, I'll say thank you so much for being my ride or die as usual and always. coming. Always, always. yes. <laughs> coming and being a part of this podcast. This is a new venture or extension of my brand, and I appreciate you supporting and helping me as usual. Oh, yeah. I love you. Love you too, boo. Yes. <laughs> so, where do you want to start with these guys? Where do I want to start? Mm-hmm. I want to start with the truth. Ooh. That's where we want to start. Tell me more. What do, what do we mean? Um, men think, and some women think that men and women think differently. I don't think that we always think differently. I think we express ourselves differently. Um, what what we feel comfortable with sharing, not sharing. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, right? So being able to be open and honest um, mm-hmm. and vulnerable. I think men sometimes struggle with being vulnerable because it wasn't taught or socialized to be vulnerable. I agree. Yes, I agree. So, before we dive into all of the, the craziness with like men and women, have you ever been in love? Have I ever been in love? Well, I don't believe in love, like falling in love and falling out of love. I think love is action. So, have I cared deeply about somebody? Was I kind to him? Um, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. He, go ahead. Even though even though I don't think he loved me back the same way, but maybe not. I don't know. But I can say I loved him. Okay. Hmm. What do you think that relationship or situationship taught you? To be vulnerable. I mean, even for me who, you know, struggle with that. Can I trust you with my heart? Can I trust you with my thoughts, my emotions, and my feelings? And so I was able to say, I love you. And these are the reasons why. Even though he was more like, you're going to love me today and hate me tomorrow, right? And I think that that wasn't situational. My love wasn't based on if he told me he loved me back um, or if he loved me back. It was something that, a choice that I made for this gentleman. See, but y'all don't know about my girl, Rena. We used to kind of call you the runaway bride. The runaway bride. That's big. That's big. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. (laughs) Um, relationships that I were in was usually because they tackled me down. <laughs> they hounded me enough to be in a relationship with them. Did I like them eventually? Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> eventually, I liked them. Dumb enough to, you know, date them or be in a relationship with them. Um, but this last situationship, in the words of the great, uh, what's her name? Snow Allegra. Situationship. Um, it was almost like six years, right? This, this month would be no, this must be seven years. A long time. A long time to be in a situationship. 
And yet, I still deeply care about him, even though I don't see him as often or as much. But yeah. Would you say it's funny? Um, I feel like I talk to a lot of women, whether it's women I work with or just I'm friends with, and um, I feel like it's like you know me. I'm always like, but I don't want you wasting your time with this dude when you know that may not go anywhere. Do you feel like you you have room in your heart for someone else? Of course. Um, again. I, I believe love is an action word. I believe it's just not the butterflies in your stomach. It's what we can build upon. Um, and I think that every relationship teaches you something about yourself. Yeah. Right? So one relationship taught me patience. One relationship taught me how to be vulnerable. Um, another one taught me, I don't know what it taught me. <laughs> Sometimes it teaches you how to do some things out here. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, all the relationship teaches you something, something, so that you can always grow to be a better person or do things differently. You can look back, reflect on what worked, what didn't work. How can you do something differently? Not lump all people, all men, into the same category with the same traits. They may have some traits of the same, but they're all individual, they're individually unique. I agree. See y'all, I love that my my best friend. She's so super intelligent. You know, you're very uh emotionally woke. I feel like we always use the term woke when it comes to like politics or like, you know, just society and like racism and stuff, but I feel like emotionally you were very woke. Yeah, thank thanks thanks to social work. Yes. <laughs> thanks to social work. I learned a lot about myself versus helping clients. And we only can help clients when we are self aware. Same here, y'all already know I've been in that field for, I was in that field for thirteen years and yes. I learned a lot, a hell of a lot about myself yeah. in the process of helping other people and just human behavior. Um, but yeah, yes. I'm ready, y'all. Whenever she meets who she's supposed to be with and she's ready to get married, I'm ready to be in that wedding. She was my maid of honor, so she's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you, everybody can come to my wedding. It's going to be in the park. We're going to wear denim jeans, white uptowns, and a button-down shirt. That's what you're going to wear? <laughs> That's for now. <laughs> Everybody can come. We'll have a big old cook on barbecue. Save some money. Everybody can come, fellowship, and have fun. You like it? I love it. Dinner and white. Tell me what to wear. I'll be there. Dinner and white. <laughs> hubby and I will be there. We'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hubby, when did you think or realize, like, yep, that's that that could work? Because y'all, when I first started dating my husband, like, I had well, he was my boyfriend, or we were just dating, talking. I had all my girls meet him because I didn't want to feel like I was so like blinded because of how I felt, my feelings, that rush in the beginning and like miss red flags. So I remember having you, it was like you, Serena, Denise, my girl Monique, it was like a whole butt Keisha, everybody came. What, what do you remember? <laughs> I what think we were all at One Fish, Two Fish. Oh, I don't remember. 96th Street. I went? I want to say you were there. If you weren't there for that one, you were definitely there for like an early... I feel like you were there. I don't know. I, I just knew that you were super excited to tell us about it. And I think, I remember we was at Mel's house in Brooklyn for her birthday party. Yeah. When you first told Wait, me. They, See, I remember that, right? When you first told me about him, who he was, and <laughs> how, how you met him. You were supposed to go to a basketball game or something that he was playing at or a tournament. And so... <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And even from there, I just had a good vibe and feel of Patrice. Aww, yeah. It's always going to be my brother. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, quiet as it's kept, you are, I think, his favorite friend of mine. He's like, he's sleeping for me. He, he's my favorite friend, too, of yours. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Not, not that. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Don't come after me. <laughs> okay. So maybe it is time to go into our little trust in John. These were, these were questions she and I had for the guys. We had these questions for the guys. For the guys. For the guys. Hopefully they bring their asses on at some point. So let's see. We're going to answer them too. <laughs> According to our perspective. <laughs> so the first question is, why are men threatened by strong, independent women? Why do you think that they are? I don't know. That's the question for them. I know. All the questions are for them. Um, I don't know. Well, maybe I do know. Why are men threatened by... What was it? Strong, independent women? Mm -hmm. I think they feel or believe or perceive that they're not needed or they're not wanted and they have no part in a woman's life. So if we have no need or use for them, then what's going to happen to them? So they feel like um, if they can't be needed or appreciated, then it's like, what is this about? It's kind of worthless. So it's That's like... True. I have to stake a claim, right? Um, I don't want, I don't know what men want sometimes because it's like, it may appear as if they want to damsel in distress, somebody who doesn't know how to do anything for themselves, someone who is solely dependent upon them and only them versus somebody who is, um, have some independent qualities, but yet can come together as a man and a woman and balance each other out, you know? So if a, if a, if I'm weak here, if I'm strong here, it's like, how do we balance each other out versus, oh, they so strong here that I don't, they don't need me. But we do. Yeah. yeah. I agree. The crazy thing is, like, when I met um, my now husband, he used to always say, like, nah, men want women that, like, are independent, that have their own money, like, that are financially straight. So I feel like in certain areas, they want us to be, like, super strong. I guess areas that'll be beneficial to them, but then in other areas, they still want to feel like that man, that that natural ability to like, I guess, provide or to, to take care of or to protect or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's weird, I, and I debate my husband about this all the time. It's like, why is it that, you know, when it comes to money, finances, or certain things, jobs, you, you know, I hear them bragging amongst themselves when my husband and his friends are here, like, yeah, you know, she has a good job, she's an attorney, like, like that's like a huge thing for them. But then it's like, in other instances, it's like they don't want you. They want that damsel in distress, so to speak. They want that woman that's gonna cater and like be that career boss chick, but still be cooking, cleaning, sexing, and doing all that kind of stuff. Like what we always were thought of or taught of, like a woman who stays home and takes care of the kids. Almost, you know, it's like yeah, you know. I tell you, my friend just sent me a a video on how feminism destroyed the black family, right? Or the black man. It's, I think, I think again, it's a balance that is needed. If we can balance each other out where our strengths and our weaknesses are in the relationship, that's how you build a cohesive relationship. I agree. Um, but I guess it's, it's vulnerability and attack. They feel like it's attack on their manhood. If, you know, my woman, she's a go-getter, she's a boss at the job, but at home, I need her not to be a boss. But I think that if we respect each other's abilities and our strengths, then it will work for the betterment of the family, right? So when we talk about equality, right, or uh, 
equity. Either one of the two. When we talk about it in relationships, um, it's not a bad thing, right? But when we talk about gender roles, well, a woman is supposed to cook. And when, when she gets home, she's supposed to cook, clean, put the kids to bed, do the homework, feed them, bring me my plate, wash the dishes, and be ready for Nikki after a while. Mm-hmm. Versus, versus <laughs> you know, okay, she's coming in late, let me start dinner. Right, and she get in, let me, and she can do the dishes, right? Or I'll put the kids to bed versus the shared responsibility. It's like, no, all gonna fall on her, and then she becomes resentful, like, okay, I work, you work, we both in the house, and you're not doing anything. And then people become disgruntled and don't know how to voice their feelings, then we start seeing behaviors, right? Oh, now this woman is disrespectful to the man. Why she's disrespectful to you is because she's doing everything and you can't see that. And then when she's ready to talk about how she feels and what she's feeling, you don't want to hear it because, oh, now she's emotional. Mm Mm-hmm. Men? If you're on this live, chime in. I I agree. And I think that also brings in the issue of roles. Like, I grew up in a home where certain things were gender role specified, but a lot of how my parents operated was as a team. So like my dad would like, if my mom's in the bed, cause her stomach was hurting, she had bad cramps, my dad is cleaning the house on Saturday. He's like making Johnny Cakes breakfast for us or like making a roast for dinner, like things, you know. Um, so he had those abilities, you know, um, and he would step in when necessary. Like they were more of like a team. So when I married my husband or before we got married, that was always something we spoke about. Like he came from a, I think a more gender specified, mm-hmm. You know, he's Haitian, um, his parents were born in Haiti. So it was like that cultural thing, you know, but at the same time, I, he was able to kind of, he was able to adapt to like, we work as a team for the most part. Like he cooks too. Sometimes I feel like he cooks certain things way better than I do, mm-hmm. you know? So if I'm working, closing the store, he's off. He'll come here, he'll cook. I'll come home to a meal, you know, and vice versa. If he's working, he did a 24 hour shift. I make sure that I figure out dinner for us so that he's not like starving. I like working as a team as opposed to like these gender specified roles. Right. Now, yes, I may do more of the typical thing of cleaning, but it's, I'm the better cleaner. <laughs> and I'm a little OCD when I'm ready. So I, as much as I may, for lack of a better term, like get on him about certain things, it's like, I'm like, but no, Chanel, even if you did clean, you would still go behind him. <laughs> anyway, right? I mean, he does straighten up and do certain things, but. To me, whoever does whatever, whoever's strong, right, whatever, then just, you know. But everybody just pitching in and pitching doing in. it yeah. so that we make our lives a lot easier, right? Yes. yes. That's why I feel like 2019 right now is not about I work, you work, I come home, I need a, a meal on the table, or I'm bringing in the most money, so you need to do this because you're bringing in less than me, whether it's male or female. Yeah. It's like, how can we do this together? together yeah. Right? How we can, how can we spend time together? How can we travel together? How can we play together? How can we, you maintain know, the maintain the household together? It's like a togetherness or whatever make each other a little lighter, yeah. right? So that now we're not bringing all these stresses into the relationship. Right? A lot of jobs are stressful. You come home, men not going to want to hear nagging. Women not going to want to hear nagging. Nobody want to hear nagging. So how can we make each other's load lighter? I like that. I agree. I feel like these words are different. <laughs> they, they, they're, like, they're not in my way. Oh, you like it? Like- There's no bother for me. I don't really care for the camera, but I'm going to go with the camera. I'm going to go with the camera. I'm going to go with it. Okay. So let's see what the next question is that we had for the guys. 
That look like another one of my okay, questions. Okay, let me take one of mine. Yeah, let's take one of your questions. Oh, that look like another one of my questions. <laughs> okay, I put like a few on one. Um, I don't think we can answer this question. What is the basis of how men think? So my reasoning, my logic in asking this question is, women, the basis of how we think, everything is how it makes us feel, what it makes us feel, like that's like our core. With men, I'm curious to know what is the core? Where are they pulling from with how they think, how they see the world? Aside from like upbringings and like experiences, just as a male, like where are you pulling from? But they would have to answer that. Let me see. What is the basis of how men think? I don't know. If we talk about roles again, um, we raise our girls. How you feeling? What you feeling? It's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to cry and be emotional. I don't think we, we this is just my own opinion. I don't have statistics on how um, boys are brought up, right? Like I'm raising a young male child who's going to be six right and at times he cries his feelings are hurt or he's hurt and for me it's okay that he cried or express how he's feeling but some people will be like man up stop crying um crying is for girls and this that and the next so it's like you are taught at a young age not to express your emotions or your feelings right and so you think like this is not important that's not important but then you're just harboring all of these things inside of you and then your, like again, your worldview and the lens which you see the world may look a lot different. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. So you think they're pulling from definitely not a place of how they feel, but mostly like a, I think men are more logical. More logical, um, more solution focused. Um, it's not about the feeling. How I'm gonna, how I'm gonna fix this. How's this mm -hmm. gonna get fixed? How you gonna fix this? Um, <laughs> stop telling me about this, this, and this, and your feelings, and how you feel hurt and betrayed. How you gonna fix it? What you gonna do next? What's the next step? And that's what men tend to go to, right? And so when they are um, feeling some type of emotion, I don't think they really know how to handle it sometimes. Most men I know are hermit crabs. They're shut down. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're silent treatment. They do silent treatment. They'll go and you don't hear from them for a couple of days um, so that they can, I guess that's a way for them to process what is going on and make sense of what's going on. Um, I remember my husband's name is Patrice. He told me that before we were dating, he just like went ghost. And I'm like, yo, what happened? And he was just like, you know, that's my way of not saying something crazy to you or like, you know, making matters worse. So I need my time to like process and then I'll get back when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I had to kind of like, okay, I did it. So I didn't take it as personal. That doing time. Mm -hmm. Um, deal with it the way they deal with it and not nag so much I'm, I, I need to know like what triggered you why you triggered what's going on what's driving this behavior I think that's the social worker that comes yes. out a lot <laughs> in most of my relationships but even I feel like even our female friends don't understand that part I think that's why we vibe yeah. we understand that part but like, even some of my female friends I don't think they you know understand that term so my second question is at what age are men more apt to be ready to settle down? Yet again, a question that they would really have to answer, but if I would like put my one to my perspective, it would be I feel like a man closer to his 40s maybe a little more apt to settle down. Yeah, I think they done played around enough 
and then they realize they're getting old and eventually they're gonna need somebody to wipe their butt when they get sick. No. <laughs> but they just played enough. And so they experience when they like <laughs> when they have um, experienced the world enough and now they're like, okay. Cause some some men feel like there's too many women in the world just for, you know, them to be with one. Um, but as they go through life and mature, they're usually I'll say closer to the forties. They tend to slow down a little bit, right? Some, some. So, yeah. Because <laughs> we know, like, we still we still have holes in our heads to about twenty six, right? Our thinking, our frontal cortex, all that's not Ooh. fully developed until about twenty six. Some would say that, you know, females mature faster than men. So if it is twenty six for men, it might be twenty eight. You know, so there's a lot of things that play a factor too. You know, when adolescence ends, when you know, life really begins, you're really still exploring in your 20s, even in careers, you know, and not until in your 30s you start grounding yourself and setting root. I think, because even when I think about my husband's friends, and I say this a lot to my girls, like, to me, they represent your, and I mean this in the best way for any of y'all that are my husband's friends, GP, whoa, whoa, that may be tuning in. Um, I mean this in the best way, but you guys represent the average male, the average man. And a lot of y'all are still out here dipping and deal with it. 40 plus, like closer to 50, you know? I but a, I think that could do a hurt too. I have a friend who thinks that um, men nature is different than woman nature, right? That men need women, right? When we hear that for men it's not an emotional connection, it's a physical connection. It might be something different. They might look at women differently. They might come back to their wife and now appreciate her more. But you, but you know, in the same vein, I always say, women could be just as tempted out here. Like, that's like anything twisted, you know. Um, but for me, the, the thought of dealing with more than one man is like exhausting. I think everything is a choice. I think temptation, <laughs> temptation is going to come in every which way or form to male or female. Yeah. Doesn't matter, married, in a relationship, single, doesn't matter. Temptation is out there, it's going to come. It is. And I think we all have a choice to decide if we're going to go for it or not go for it. So I don't think it's a man's nature, a woman's nature. I don't, it's nature, it's life. And it's up to you to know what you have at home, right? If, <laughs> right? If um, if something is not working in a relationship, then we should be able to talk about what's not working before we lean towards the temptation. Exactly. Because when things are not working, then we are more apt and inclined to lean towards the temptation and go that way. And I'm like, oh, just a mistake. It wasn't a mistake and it's been a year. It wasn't a mistake and you got 20 babies. You know, like, it wasn't a mistake. So what, what was broken and how can we fix it? Hmm. Yes. And I give it to men who, I was talking about this with someone the other day about um, certain, you know, certain, those who are Muslim, some, you know, you are able to have more than one wife or just different cultures, you have more than mm -hmm. one wife. To me, that, that is a headache. To, like, to have, like, three wives after a while. Taking the sexual, I get it. I could see how it's cool, you know, she made it, maybe her time of the month, I'm going over here. And then I'm going over here, you have different flavors, I get it. But aside from the sexual component of it, to me, that's like a headache. 
because each woman's <laughs> gonna have their emotional needs that need to be met. Each woman's gonna have their part. It's part part for the course to nag at some point. Each woman is gonna have their share of that. Like to me, that would drive most men crazy. And it's expensive as hell. It's very expensive because not everybody's living under the same roof. I was watching a divorce court episode <laughs> with a with a guy who had three three or four wives, but the first wife was like the lead the lead wife or the ring leader. Okay. And the relationship between him and the first wife wasn't working. And she was like telling stuff to the other wives about him and causing like some friction in all the relationships. But he like it works when the lead wife works it. When they work together as a team for the business. They had like a store, a couple of things and you know the business is working well but when this one is calling this one and putting bugs in their ear then that's when it causes friction in all the relationships um so i guess in those type of relationships you need all the women to be on the same page so that it could be less of a headache like the common goal is we have business we work it you get your time and next one get their time there's nothing you know that is not in the open but when somebody will get jealous real talk if I'm like one of three wives, I'm always gonna be just like, make who sure does he love need, more? That's need, just me. Who does he love more? There's no Who's putting it on him there's the There's no made <laughs> measures in love. Yeah. <laughs> there's no more or less. Love is love. <laughs> I feel like even in the Bible, because you know back in the day they were allowed to have more than one wife. There was always and there was a weird but he favored this one the most. Leah and Rachel, Sarah and Hagar. They were always a favorite. Somebody's a favorite. And I'm just being real. Not that I'm like the jealous, jealous type, but I would feel some kind of way if I was like, <laughs> I'll be real, I have jealous moments in life, but I feel like I would really feel some kind of way if, if I'm like, wow, I'm really, like, I can tell that this man loves her more than he loves me. Mm. Like, that would kind of hurt me a little bit. So you gotta, you gotta make sure that everything is divided equal, like with children, right? You got two children, you love them, what might be your favorite a little bit more? <laughs> you just do, you just operate differently with the personalities. That's an interesting conversation I would love to have with parents. I'm not one yet, but out there, one day it'll happen. But like, um, that's interesting because I know in my family, um, my grandmother for sure I know had favorites. God bless her soul. For sure. My grandmother had favorites too. Both my grandmothers had favorites. <laughs> and, and so at, I would feel some kind of way. I would feel some kind of way though. Like. But I was the favorite for one, so I don't know what kind of way I felt. <laughs> I was the favorite, and so even at her funeral, I was the first and the favorite. Um, but, you know, I tried to make it clear to her that all my siblings and my cousins, we all unique, we all have our strengths. You know, and it's not great to compare one to the next. Yeah. yeah. Another podcast, a future <laughs> automatically feel like yes you know we're built to be monogamous but then there are times where we'll be tested too 
You know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that where it's just like, don't think that you're too good to not get tripped up out here and dance with the devil. So, you know, literally. <laughs> so, you know, I run. When I, if I see anything that mirrors Beelzebub, I'm like, <laughs> ow. <laughs> and then it's like when you love someone and respect them so much, you wouldn't even want, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't even want to open any door for any of that. It's a choice. And what are you entertaining? Right? You know that conversation coming? You shut it down from the door. You know that inappropriate whatever, look, touch, whatever? Shut it down from the door. Um, that's what you have to do, but a lot of times we entertain. We entertain it, you entertain it enough, then it happens. So some men would say women are good at cheating because <laughs> um, they can hide it a little bit better sometimes. Do you agree with that? Um... I think for some, some <laughs> yeah. you know, women are more strategic in a way, right? Again, if we go back to thinking and what men think, men ain't processing, like, um, I need to go home at 8 o'clock because for the last two years, I've been going home at 8 o'clock. Now, all of a sudden, I have a late night at work every other day, and my wife know what type of job I'm doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, honey, where are you? Oh, I'm working late at the office. You don't set yourself up. Well, a female, she'll probably go out during lunchtime, you know, and come home like nothing happened in the day. <laughs> so, um, they might be a little more strategic in how they do it. They may not change routines. You start changing routines, you start becoming suspect, right? You got to keep, I'm not telling you how to cheat. I'm not saying yes. that. That's not what you said that. We're not. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when, you, when, when your movements and your actions start to differ, then it's like, oh, what is going on here? Right? I agree. Keep the same routine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not telling you to do anything. But um, so keep the same routine. Yeah. When you watch how people start moving differently, you know, something's up. That's true. Right? But I think, again, I think it's important to have open communication with um, the spouse you're with, um, whatever relationship you're in. So that if I am feeling some type of way, one of my relationships, I'm like, hey, I'm feeling a little neglected in this area. I'm feeling a little you know, abandoned, or I feel a little something, something, and we were able to talk through it and work through it, right? Because once you start having these feelings and you're not able to get it out with your partner, you're going to start now, you're on the phone with such and such for an hour, you want to such, and they're listening to all of your thoughts, your feelings, your heart, and you're sharing this emotional connection with the person, then it's easier for you to either slip into a sexual relationship or just this emotional binding relationship, and you should have that with your partner and your spouse. Yep. I agree. I agree, and as uncomfortable as those conversations are at times, they are necessary, mm -hmm. you know. I've experienced being told, or my husband might have expressed, I need you to kind of come through a little more in this area for me, you know, or I've had to say, I need you to do better in this area, you know. Mm -hmm. it's not a fun conversation to have, but you do need to have it. You need to have it, and follow through. If they're telling you mm -hmm. it, don't be like, oh, I'm not doing it, or nothing, that don't make sense. Listen to what they're telling you that they need. Mm -hmm. Us. <laughs> I a uh, hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> I'm available Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five p.m. <laughs> Not yet, just joking. <laughs> I friend, I really do feel like that's part of maybe your career, professional purpose would be to maybe help people out with relationships. <laughs> I try. I, I come from a firm believer that relationships are relationships, whether it's intimate partner relationship, friendships. Family ships. I think um, relationship is relationship, and how we navigate them in every aspect is how how we show up in all our relationships. So.
you know, some people are like, oh, is it different when you have a husband or a boyfriend versus how you're in a relationship with your mother? But you show up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And how you work through difficult conversations and you work through conflicts and you work through love and the different love languages and being able to get needs met. So if it is like, I'm, I'm big on, um, what is it? Uh, acts of service. If you do something for me and with me, oh my goodness, that's the best thing ever. I also love physical touch. I like massages. But if my partner can't give me a massage or choose not to give me a massage, where do I get massages from? I don't seek it with somebody else, but I go to a massage parlor. You know? Um, if quality time is with my partner and he can't give me that too much, then I'll find my homie and be like, hey, let's go do this. So, you have to also be able back to self-aware, like knowing yourself, knowing your partner. Yeah. Yes. Even though sometimes in lo- in love and in relationships you have to do things that you may not naturally want to do. I always say to, to people, you know, my husband and I have similar love languages and some of them are different. And there are times where it may not be natural for me to show him love in a certain way, but that's what he needs. And so I'll do it because I, I love him and I want him to feel loved and to feel valued and appreciated. Um, and love the way he needs to be loved, not the way I feel he needs to be mm-hmm. loved, and vice versa. And it doesn't make you any less man, right, yeah. to, to do that. And, I, and that goes back to why I believe First Corinthians, um, when it talks about love, like, love is kind. Love does not boast. It does not keep record of wrongdoing. Remember when? Remember when what? Right? Can it's I, be, ki- to do can too, I be kind to you <laughs> even when we're in a disagreement? Can I still go in there and make you some tacos? You know what I mean? Can I still meet those needs even when everything isn't rosy, right? When a, when what New Edition said, can you stand the rain? Storms gonna come, hurricanes come, tornadoes come. Can you withstand that? Because even when the sun is shining, but a lot of times when the rain and the hurricanes and the storms come, we bolt for the door. We run the opposite way. So it's not flowers. It's not beds of roses all the time. But how can yeah. You know, we make it through that season. Very true. I always say marriage and relationships are beautiful, but they are not sunshine and rainbows every day. No. It's the um the false expectation that we think of them, right? It's like this fantasy, especially fantasy. us as women, it's like this this fairy tale fantasy that we're like bred to believe is marriage. Um, and there have been many who've gotten married and been very disappointed. And then there's some who Maybe depending on the depiction of marriage, if you saw it, saw a realistic, healthy marriage, you were able to see, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but mm-hmm. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. Hmm, what can we get into next? <laughs> my this is when they used to play dirty music, but it was like, Phrase in the way that I didn't realize it was dirty. What? You listen to some of these lyrics, you be like, hold up. I know. Once I was like an adult, but I'm like, oh, that's what that song meant. You make my love come down? Ooh, calm down. All the way down. Now, a topic that I always talk about or touch uh, with this brand is definitely friendships. So, being how you are my best friend, we gotta definitely have that kind of conversation. So, do you feel like us as women, putting the men, kind of putting them to the side right now, us as women are capable of having balanced friendships 
in 2019. Can we? Yes. Do you think that this is something <laughs> that is often seen? Do you do you feel like you have like a plethora of balanced friendships in your life? A plethora of balanced friendships. No. Um, I have maybe maybe one to two healthy female um, friendship relationships. But again, um, I had a conversation with my my pastor friend, and I was explaining some situations I was going through with friends and he said to me some friendships are for you and some friendships are for them and I believe that for me if a friendship is only one-sided and for them it's not healthy and it's not something that I want to be a part of and if I am choosing to be a part of this one-way friendship then to me it's not a friendship it's I don't know what to call it but it's not a friendship it's an association or something I think um, for me, a, a, a balanced friendship is mutual and it goes both ways, right? I can support you, give you what you need. You can support me and give me what I need. And kind of not always agreeing with everything, but being empathetic and having an understanding, right? Being able to voice your opinions and concerns and your advice and all of those things, whether I take them, you take them or not, but being able to have space to say it um, we can have space to have a disagreement about it mm -hmm. and yet have space to reconcile and just be chill with it. Yeah. And I think that is hard because it's like if you don't agree with me then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Or um, if you're not if you're not give, if you're not taking my advice it's a problem. People don't have to take your advice. People don't have to agree with things, but are you supportive? Right? Are you showing up for me the way I show up for you, not only emotionally but physically? And I think that's really important for me. I concur. I definitely agree. Um, like I said, I'm the kind of friend I feel we don't always have to agree about everything. I, out of love, I'll say some things. You'll do the same to me. Out of love, you'll say something and then back out. <laughs> it's ultimately your decision of what you choose to do, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm here for like that support. I feel like life is crazy and we're all like doing a million and one things. Mm -hmm. But if you can like make the time to spend time, mm -hmm. speaking of love languages, quality time is my number one. Um, but then also like supporting one another, then I think that it's a friendship that can grow mm -hmm. as we all grow and get older. Life goes, you know. Yeah. And in friendships, it's also intentional. You have to be intentional. Life happens for everybody. And it's easy to get caught up. I know for, for a while, you and I didn't speak once a month or anything like that. But just like catching up when you can't catch up. Being intentional with that. And knowing like, I know Chanel's love language is quality time. So I try to, or she'll try to be like, hey, what are you doing? Even if it's last minute, spread a moment. You at work? I'm coming up to the Palisade. Or you here? Okay, I'm coming down. Just, you know, to try to make that space. Even with... The busyness of life or yeah. the hecticness you know the last year I started a new job new church life was just all over the place but you know you make that time for um, people who are important for you yeah right and I'm not good with settling with oh that's just that person or this is how this person is and I'm like no that doesn't work for me it doesn't fly especially as we get older you know so I probably had more tolerance when I was in my 20s with mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but now no 
I think we had a good summer. I feel like we saw each other a lot this summer. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Even did the did the ride or die um, road trip with me to Connecticut. Oh yes. <laughs> you know Connecticut has great food. I tell I, I tell people that all the time. Connecticut has really good back. food. Gotta, I may oh, have a reason goodness. to go back there. We don't need no at reason. Some point. We don't go to Connecticut. We don't get some food. We don't go to Baltimore somewhere deep in Jersey to get some Rita ice cream ices. <laughs> But it was fun. Like we, was. I had a mission. I, I did. We did the mission, and then the next day we were like with this stranger, hanging out. All guy that I hired to like do videography <laughs> services for me didn't know him from a hole in the wall, and we we're with him all day. All day. The studio. And we always, we always wind up in crazy situations. Every time I have strangers get in the car. How many times that was our club days? That was crazy. Strangers always like, get in my at car. You, like, <laughs> this girl, this lady, can like hack us. She said, "What? I'll show you where to go." Wait, why are you in my car? Remember when I went to work up at the hospital? Somebody else got in the car to get a ride up the block. Yes. And then another time, somebody else got in my car. Why am I letting strangers in the car? We gonna go down. I feel like you were by. Um, <laughs> Not even with you. Your former boo thing who lived down like what's it, hundred second street? Oh, down there, and that happened. I was just like, oh, it's always when we're trying to get always. to the club. Oh, remember always. the time when you had like bites? And we were like dressed to go to the club. And oh, we went to the ER. <laughs> Looking crazy with no clothes on in the oh, ER. Oh my goodness. People look at us like, you were Chanel's my ride or die. For real. <laughs> we got some stories. <laughs> yeah. Why? We got stories. Why? <laughs> oh, mercy. Oh, those are the days though. Oh, she was there for me throughout my whole pregnancy. You only missed one appointment. Only one. The one appointment they tell me I had to get a cesarean and I cried all the way home by myself on the train. Oh. That's the one you missed. But it's okay. You was there. Mm-hmm. You was there. It took forever. But she's like prepped and ready for the cesarean. And we been there for hours. Hours. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Hungry. Hungry. They were eating carrots and it looked like a carrot stick. I don't know. <laughs> eating cookies. Why are you doing that torturing me? That's how I know. I was like, yes. Because I felt like I had cramps that day. <laughs> so I was like, excited. Oh, like, then, 11, I was there and I had... Did you go over to the nail salon before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even before I went in for my cesarean, I went to the nail salon, went home, took a cab down to the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was the day at 11, and then I um, I didn't have them until like 5. You know, I remember it was, it was dark outside. It was September, and it was dark outside. Yeah, it was the end of September, like 5. And then that big baby got here. <laughs> and life has never been the same. That big old baby. <laughs> He's heavy. When I realized hospital drugs must be some good stuff, it's gonna say some good shit. Cause you were like, I was out. I didn't know who now. was there. I texted my like, you was there. She had to send me a picture. I was like, you took the picture. Uh, I remember. Don't feed. I was like, what? After they tried to kill me. But pregnancy and babies are a beautiful thing. You had a great pregnancy. I did. You have the kind of pregnancy I aspire to have. <laughs> I'm not here for the morning sickness. I'm I wasn't, not here. I wasn't ready for that. You were it. working. To, I feel like you were working two jobs. You had your internship. You were in grad school. school. Mm-hmm. No Crazy. car. You had given up your car. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know how I did it. Crazy enough, the way we ended our Connecticut little trip in March was in the damn dealership. And by the and she car. got a car. <laughs> that made me happy, right? You you had anxiety though. I'm knocked out because I didn't finish doing all this driving, so I'm just like dozing off while 
the guy is talking to you. You have to make a decision. This is why I think I need men in my life. Because <laughs> I always get got. And I don't want to get got. So I want to make sure that I'm walking away with a good deal. <laughs> but it was You're cool. just like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't want to spend also money. Also letting go money. Yeah. Got to save money. Got to build that credit. You no, know, your credit's good. You know, you can go away with this car. No. You're like, you'll be good in a year or two. You'll be fine. You know, but I had Chanel who was very calm. Okay, get it. It's okay. I hate the process though, and I have to go through it soon mm. for my lease. And I hate they call me like every day. I hate the process. It's annoying, but yeah. <laughs> but I was excited because I knew like need to be respected. You home playing video games. How are you the man? What happened there? I'm confused. Hmm. I agree. Um, I think some men didn't have that example. And so it makes it difficult for some of them to be able to step up and be that man that most women would need and want. Um, yeah. Leave Sometimes me. it's cultural. Leave me. I don't have a problem following. Leave me. Don't leave me into the ditch. So do you agree with the Fantasia statement? Did what she said? Her whole thing was she feels like a lot of women are still single because they're not submissive. Um, could be true. Um, also, I think that based on experiences that people have had, mm -hmm. um, it's hard to be submissive. What are you being submissive to, right? Go back to the lip service. So if it is a man who says, be submissive unto me, and he's, we could take it biblical or not biblical, but you're, you're the leader, you're the prophet, you have a vision for our family, you have a vision for our life, and it's, and you're moving and you're working towards that, I don't think, um, women have a problem in that area of being submissive. And what does submission look like? A lot of times when we hear submission, because slavery, I'm going to go back, I think slavery had messed up the family unit, is like, I am ruler over you, mm. right? I'm going to whip you, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to do all these things to you versus caring and nurturing, right? So if you're caring and you're nurturing and you, you again, you're the, the pastor, the prophet, the, the provider, the protector of the family, I don't think women have a problem knowing that I'm going to be secure in this hand. But when it's um, like that unsecure attachment, when, it's, when we're not secure in what's going to happen next, I think that's when it's harder to, to fall under the submission. Okay. Right? So if, if I'm working and you're not working, and I'm coming home and the house is a mess, and I'm coming home and I still got to pick up the kids, and I, and I still have to do this, and where are you helping in the family unit? Right. Or even if you're working too, but where, where are you going? Where's the vision? Where's, where's, where's any of that? And it's not there. I think it's harder for women to fall under submission unto that. I think, especially in our culture, black women are going to fight against it. Going to kick and fight because it's like, I can't be vulnerable. I don't trust you. Um, you haven't shown me where I can trust you. But then on the other hand, the black male was like, I don't need to show you nothing. You need to just do. And I think that's where the disconnect is. So you think for us women, it's a lack of trust as far as why we're like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, no. I think it's trust and regular. Like, I don't trust you got this. I don't trust you handle this. And whether it's you or versus experiences I had either with my father and previous relationships with the men in my lives, like it's hard for me to put that trust that you got it. Because every time somebody appeared as if they got it, they didn't. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we also project onto others what it is right it's true hmm. 
Shakespeare wrote about it in Taming of the Shrew. Kate was hard to um, fall into submission. She finally got married and eventually she did. But what did it take for her, for that will to change, right? I'm with you. I like to know that my husband can lead us as a family. I do, going back into playing whoever is like strong in certain areas, I do feel like I have a certain level of wisdom and can see the bigger picture and have clarity with that, which helps. You know, but I still do like the fact that he can, you know, lead us. But what do they say? Um, like, but the woman kind of is the one that controls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I do like the fact that I can trust that, you know, my husband will lead us as necessary the way I trusted my father led our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom is a strong personality and she also has a serious gift of wisdom and was able to like help with that as well but I don't know Fantasia caught a lot of flack for her comments because of course in this day and age submission it's not a bad thing and I think it, it's what whatever I guess that looks like to you or what mm-hmm. that means for you you know submission may be a little bit different to me than it is to you or to someone else but mm-hmm. yeah, I got what she was saying though yeah. you know? um, but I think it also sometimes is a slippery slope when they even address this on the real when it's like, I'm tired of people who are married or who are in relationships telling single women what they need to do or why they're single. Like, you have all the answers. So I think that's also, like, the other side of it for many. And we all think that we all have answers. I, I know people who say, well, you haven't been in many relationships or you're not in a relationship, so how can you tell me about a relationship, right? Before I became a parent in the foster care, um, our, our foster parents may have said, I never got this. Some people did. You may have. Like, you don't have kids. Um, how can you tell me how to raise kids? Oh, I look at it now. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and apologize to all them people. <laughs> but, yeah, they were like, how can you speak on a subject or a topic that you don't know? And I think sometimes you can, right, with wisdom. Um, wisdom is not common knowledge, right? It's innate. So I think sometimes you can. But I think, again... Um, is what is what work for the individuals, right? We can look at society as a whole, and we talked about like ideology today, epistemology, when we study what's going on with groups and subgroups. Again, I, slavery has done a job on the family unit, especially the the black family, and how that look, and people still trying to gain status, and um, what does this look like? Am I less than? because of this and am I more than because of that but um I think whatever works for the relationship right mm-hmm. um I know for me I don't think submission is uh the the driving force and factor for me it's partnership mm-hmm. right how can we do this together I'm not disrespecting you you're not disrespecting me mm-hmm. you have strengths you have weaknesses I have strengths I have weaknesses. How can we balance each other out? Right? It's a business. Like, uh, are we working well together? Is this company going to run? And what does this company need? And so I think that that's how it works. Somebody's going to be a CEO. Somebody's going to be a supervisor. Somebody's going to be an employee. How, how do we... And it's fluid. I find like most of the stuff, especially in 2019, a lot of this stuff is fluid. So how do we move in and out and weave and bob through this? Very true. But, yeah, even I, I'm not going to lie, as a married woman, I find myself trying to 
frame things in a way that's not going to come off where it's like, because I'm married, I know it all. Because I, for sure, don't. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) There's still a lot to learn. Um, But, you know, what I do know, I try to, like, share it. You know, Mm -hmm. I always hate going through different experiences and having these growing pains and learning curves and just keeping it for myself. Like, that's not the purpose of it to me. So I still always try to share. But I just try to share and express it in a way that's not going to make anyone feel some kind of way. I'll never forget, I I did a vlog like a year ago and this one young lady was like commenting, like she likes my vlogs and then I had one about like, I think I made a comment where I said, I don't think it's like that hard to like, for love to find you. And she like read me, read me. And you know, some things I really didn't agree with and I, you know, responded, but just in a way of like, you know I'm not above anybody you know what I'm saying there's nothing that's extra special about me why I'm married I just think that it's once you I don't know life experiences maybe getting to know certain areas of myself working on myself I don't know why I met my husband when I was 23 and married at 31 don't know but what I do what I have learned I try to share Mm -hmm. you know so that someone else maybe can be helped along the way so for the, the singles out there, what are good ways that you'll say you can get to know people? Because, you know, these days people are dating online. People are dating online. I've, yeah. I've been trying to get everybody to do a speed dating moment. They look at me like I'm crazy. Somebody set it up. I'll be there. If I got to settle up. You heard I, I got to look it up. I, I looked up to somebody. I'm not doing it. If you set it up, pay for it, and I'll cash app you or sell you the money, uh, I'll be there. Um, but if I got it's really a thing thing though. It is I'm a thing surprised thing. to see how many different mm-hmm, speed dating it is. Um, I guess all of them apps, the dating apps work. I I know a lot of people who are married based on the apps. My brother. Um, I know a lot of people who ran into some cycles on the apps, some apps, uh, hookup apps. You know, um, I think you it's it's a lot of weaving. Right, I know people who've been on it two, three years before they found their spouse, or the, you know they got connected to somebody. I just don't have the patience. So even if I get on the app, I'm usually scrolling because I'm bored. And they start talking, the conversation goes downhill, or they start talking about sex or hooking up and meeting, coming to my house. Like I don't have time to keep weaving through it, so I'll just get off it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm psycho. Whenever I go to Manhattan, psycho. I'll make sure my eyebrows are did, my eyelashes are good, because I'm like, I'm gonna find my husband on the train. Yeah, in Manhattan. You never know. So, um, my manager said to me the other day, sorry, I'm not trying to put your business out there, but she was just like, yeah, I was in uh, Trader Joe's, and it, like she said, a good looking guy approached her. But she was always so programmed to be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> it just came out without her thinking about it. And then she gets into her car and she's like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you gotta like, yeah. she was like, but that's a good place to, she's like, I, I would prefer to meet someone that way. I'm just doing groceries. At least I know that you know how to grocery shop. <laughs> that means you may know how to cook. <laughs> or prepare. Or prepare. Put something in the oven. Or I can send you with the grocery list and you know what to get. Yeah. <laughs> Where to like, find it. I'm like, can you get some crackers? What kind of crackers? Ritz or, or yes, yes, right? <laughs> and they come back with some, I don't know, matzo crackers. You like what? You said crackers. <laughs> yeah, so it could be your everyday life. Yeah, my um, my pastor's about to do a um a singles night. 
where, where singles are coming together and they talk and just because he's a Christian he talks about it in in the church and in higher education because he's a professor where women are talking about there's a lack of men in mm. these professional settings educational settings academia settings uh, in the church where are they like sometimes you might have to look elsewhere outside of that right outside of that normal place where you think I'm gonna find a church dude or I'm gonna find um somebody at school because I'm in graduate school like you have to broaden your um yeah your net like yes. you have to like cast it on the other side sometimes yeah, <laughs> so, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah I like that I always say like you can't just be stick with your same routine all the time and just be in the house like sometimes you I'll tell even my managers like sometimes you gotta like make the effort to go out there and meet people mm-hmm. and that's what your girls are there for to like have fun with you and to to be there you know what I'm saying like yeah. and, and and also as you get older you know you can't be like oh is this the one oh is this the one just you know take it slow explore have fun date around and you see it will build but I think what also happens is that oh everybody in relationships everybody's getting married everybody's having children oh I'm almost 40 oh my eggs oh this oh that is this the one and then we jump into relationships that are not healthy mm-hmm. without even taking time because we just want to be in one yeah I never just wanted to be in a relationship just because because then it's not going to work you see those red flags you see those yellow orange whatever color flag you see and you still be like, oh, maybe they'll change. Everybody has redeemable qualities. Everybody has strengths about them. But that don't mean that we need to be together. You. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Life is short. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the same time, I always suggest enjoy your singlehood. That doesn't mean sleep with everybody that you see. Not at all. But just enjoy the process of being single mm-hmm. and dating and being open to meeting people and mm-hmm. still living your life. And I love uh, one thing about you. You travel. Travel. Like, enjoy your don't feel like life has to start when you are with someone like yeah. enjoy your life I enjoy my life. now now I'm ready to be with someone and experience that with somebody right um, but again it doesn't mean I'm jumping into something mm-hmm. it would be nice like I travel with my friends I don't even mind traveling alone and experiencing things I have a lot of friends my, my weekends are booked sometimes <laughs> my days are booked book, book something is always happening always and so and I'm okay with that because I have a, they shut me down it's too much time did. Let me say, well, we're still recording on here. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's 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 okay to now want to explore other options and other things, but let it be healthy, right? You don't have no female friends. You only have male. Like, you want to balance. You want to balance it out. I agree. I agree. And I'm still always here for the girl trip. I want to plan one. <laughs> but I just feel like if we can't do the simple things, how can we do... The international things. Right. That's but, my only issue. But we can go to Connecticut to get some food. <laughs> them rolls. What was it? A pastrami egg roll? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that thing was good. And we yeah. could go to... Wait, it was corned beef. It was corned beef, right? I haven't it was, had corned beef in years, y'all. It was so good too. What was it? Uh, around St. Patty's Day. It was in March, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Super fun. Well, all right, we will wrap things up. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Tanya? No, I think we said it all. Yes, well, thank you for joining me. Anytime. And my first official roundtable edition, as I've been saying, Candid Talk with Chanel is not going to just be what Chanel has to say. You know, I'm sharing this space, you know, with people who have intelligent and great 
um, thoughts to share and experiences and, you know, just life journeys. But yes, thank you so much. And continue to go to complexsimplicity.com. Mm -hmm. As always say, until next time. Until next time.